Episode 263, The Rant, Blake Redford, Part 2, The Return, IABO Board 41 Certified Basketball Official. 2019-2020, after a preempted breakout season, Blake set his sights on collegiate camps as a basketball official. In this pod, we discuss the season that was, how COVID-19 derailed his goals, pivoting to new goals as a personal trainer, and what the uncertain future holds. All that and more, my catch-up in conversation with Blake, now. The Rant has been brought to you by Geo Studios, now open. They are located one block south of Westbury Train Station in the heart of Long Island, New York. Looking to bring your art or event to life? Trying to record a podcast? Enjoy six rooms of studio space to create audio and visual content. It also includes an 800-square-foot cyclorama wall studio, a state-of-the-art recording studio, three breakout rooms for four to six people each, which include a green room and lounges, a quality surround sound with six speakers and studio lighting, and most importantly, two on-site restrooms. You know I need my restrooms. Book your space today. For more information, find us at geoevents.com. The Rant has been brought to you by The Irrefutable Magazine. Co-editor in design Kevin Sparrick and co-editor at large Ralph Fernolis decided to combine both of their talents in writing and illustrations to bring to you a new online experience from an official's perspective. They both ref, but it's deeper than officiating. They create art for all time. Do you think your brand would be a good fit for the Irrefutable Magazine audience? Want to advertise with us? Visit us at theirrefutable.com slash sponsors for more information. We are The Irrefutable. Welcome to an outdoor edition of The Rant. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref. I'm with a super special guest, my man, my main man. Part two, The Return. Certified basketball official out of Nassau, Board 41. Also been doing a lot of games in New York City. Well, of course, we haven't been doing anything, but newly minted NASM, online certified personal trainer. Yes, sir. Mr. Blake Ref. What's good, man? Everything's smooth, man. First of all, ha- happy to see you, man. Yes, yes, it's been a while. I haven't seen so many of my referee friends, and... Um, I just wanted to share a moment with all of y'all. Uh, Blake texted me, I want to say, like earlier last month. And I was like, yo, what number is this? And I just recently just changed my phone, so I haven't really. So my fault. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. But I was like, all right. And I was trying to make the connection. I was like, oh, it's Blake. Okay. But nonetheless, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, I'm happy to be back. Yeah, man. So a lot has changed so much. And I can think about once upon a time, and it was the same year, 2020, when we was at St. Mary's, you were blowing the whistle with Justin, who was also on referee rant completely different situation now and you know we were just talking when we were walking and currently we're at eisenhower park beautiful day i'm sure this is out here this is a place where blake has been getting money you know i think about that particular time and i could see how much you improve and i think about how much i improved and how much aspirations we had going into the summer and how things are completely different uh before i get into your season that just was um how have you holding been holding up during the COVID-19 global pandemic. How's your family? And when was the moment that you took all of this stuff real serious? Well, first of all, it's an interesting time, should I say. Family's good. No one came down with it, thank God. But as far as when I took it serious, I want to say probably 
when I found out, it's funny I'm gonna say this, but when I found out the gyms was closed, <laughs> I mean that that's when that's that fair. When, when that happened, and you then a lot of businesses was shutting down. I was saying to myself, I'm like, okay, this is getting real. At this point, it's getting real. But um, yeah, I've been holding up pretty well. Though. I'm a homebody, mm. so I lock myself in sometimes. Mm-hmm. If I'm not working out, I'm not reffing or, you know, stepping out for a little while. Other than that, I'm in the house. Mm. So it's not too far within the realm of what you be doing anyway, anyway yeah, right? It's, I, I got used to it, but don't don't get it wrong. I think I want to say about May is where it's like, okay, this got to end. I need to get out. Mm. I need to get out. Yeah. You know, the mask situation and the gloves and all that stuff. Well, um, I did get out, but it was more for grocery shopping and stuff like that. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Mm. There's another thing going on, and, and you're looking real crazy with your with your power shirt. With I, I, man, I remember when I was a kid, they used to have those patches all over the place, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And it was such a big movement. And of course, there's been so much racial injustice that's been right. happening, especially over the summer. Yeah. And of course, we're united with all the families who have lost their loved ones right. due to all that police brutality and the racial injustice. Just real quickly, did you? Go into any of those peaceful protests, any rallies, and um, what are your thoughts really on, on all of that racial injustice and the fact um, that now it's socially appropriate right. to really talk about it? To be honest, I always felt that it was appropriate to talk about it. I just think that some people was uncomfortable with it. If you was uncomfortable at times before, you might have to question yourself about certain things. That's mm. how I look at it. Mm-hmm. Have I gotten conversations with people with that? Not not people from other ethnicity or anything like that. Amongst my people, I have many of times, many of days, years, weeks, whatever. Yeah, it's crazy times how things just like working out. But me, I didn't protest. No, I didn't protest. I wasn't the one out there marching. And I definitely don't knock those who were. I think that we needed it. I think that we need voices. And also. As far as, like, the Black Lives Matter, I'm all for that. But what I mean by that is, like, our black people need to be heard. We need we need an equal playing field, and mm-hmm. I know it's going to take time. But as far as, like, the Black Lives Matter movement, I think that's a whole different thing. I really don't jump on that bandwagon, if you understand what I mean. I like, do. When I, when I shout out Black Lives Matter, it's a whole different meaning for me, mm. basically. Mm. So, uh, and as far as all this stuff and what I have been doing lately to support my people is, like the shirt I got on now, is uh, black-owned. You know what I mean? I try to I try to support my people, get a lot of black-owned stuff, as well as this hat I'm wearing here. Yeah, I need to get one um, of those. I'll, let you, I'll give you the link. My boy actually did this clothing line. Well, my friend's friend, me and him, became cool through him. I got this hat. His name is Damien. Stitch Emotions. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got good products. I like to buy from him. I still got to get more stuff from him. The shirt I got from him, um, I seen a link. I meant a page on Instagram called uh, Melanin Apparel. And I started looking at this stuff, and they had good. They had a lot of good merch that I wanted to jump on and it's this and I have another shirt at home so honestly I'm still hitting the Macy's and stuff like that getting stuff but I I would like to support a lot of black owned businesses yeah I think that we all should honestly 
They got a lot of good stuff out there. It's just that people need to basically promote it a little more. And I'm not saying those who those who are actually building their brand. I'm saying those who's buying from these brands need to promote a lot of these black-owned businesses mm. so it can reach more people. That's a fact. So. And I consider myself, I'm not black, but I'm, I'm damn near black. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I stand behind all of my Asian brothers and sisters, all my yeah. black brothers and sisters, right. and it's really good to see a lot of our white brothers and sisters also unified in that front. And we continue, everyone, if they're going right. to do peaceful protests, make sure you continue to stay safe. Now, I wanted to get back into refereeing because yes. it's something that we haven't really got a chance to talk to. Just with your 2019-2020 season, how much improvement did you have since the last time we caught up with you on the ramp? I think I made a great improvement from a lot of videos I saw throughout the season, whether it was clips, certain movements in the clips, whether it was at least five minutes of me reffing whatever game I was reffing at the time. I've seen a lot of, like, there's a lot of small changes I made that made my game a lot better. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's been a lot of progress from the time we spoke till till basically to the end of the season, 2020 season. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I'm happy the way things are shaping up. I got to see how I am now, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I haven't been out there in a while. But I don't think any of us have. Maybe it's a few a few people probably been out there that got the... Got the hookup, basically, to get out there and get into some of these little leagues. But other than that, nah. Blew my whistle a couple times. Mm. Head in a book every now and then, but it's a whole lot different yeah, man. going out there. I've been getting some invites to do some tournaments. All I think I must have said no a hundred times during yeah. the summer because I just don't know if it's appropriate. You know what I'm saying? Just even like when you were talking about the protests. Yeah. I don't know if it's safe, and it's not because I don't believe in the movement. Yeah. I just don't want to be the super spreader that's uh, giving it to the rest of my family because this pandemic is still going on. Yeah. If somebody asked you to ref right now if they had the right precautions, or let's say, hypothetically speaking, they didn't have the right precautions, would you ref right now? If they didn't have the right precautions, no. Absolutely not. To get me out there, you have to have the right protocol. I mean, whether it's people outside the park obviously there's no gyms open so let's be realistic here people outside the fence and stuff like that and only people within the fence is those who's actually playing mm. and refing those who's keeping the score I won't go as far as say temperature check but I wouldn't mind that either but I think little things like that you gotta have some type of guidelines that people need to follow in order for me to get out there I agree if you're winging it then I'm not with it yeah um, I feel the so. same way and, and you know not to say that I've seen people wing it but you know I just I don't trust it at this moment right. in time and I want to go back to the beginning of the pandemic I know your feelings were so hurt when they closed them gyms down because, it was <laughs> man when I think about Blake Redford when I think of Ready Red, yeah, yeah. when I think of be him being ready for war, <laughs> I think of your man in the gym, on a machine. Putting that work in. I got three more sets. <laughs> y- y'all going to have to wait because I'm out here getting money. But check this out, though. When I was in the gym that last day, because it was my last day there, people hitting me up like, where you at? I said, I'm in the gym. They're like, oh, you bugging? Do you understand what's going on? And I'm like, yeah. I said, but proper protocols 
we should be good. I'm out there washing my hands and stuff like that. I'm, I'm doing the right things. But then when I start seeing it on the news after I'm cooling down, that the gym's about to start closing, I'm like, all right, this is real. <laughs> this is real. Funny, because on that walk home, I walk. When I'm in Brooklyn, I usually jog to the gym. Depending on if I want to come out to Long Island, obviously I drive. I was in Brooklyn at the time. As I'm walking back to the house, I'm sitting here thinking, like, what's the next move? Mm. <laughs> what I'm going to do from here? Listen, if, you, if you're in a position like me, you'll know how to improvise. Mm. You know, I got I have bought the bands. I finally got a dumbbell. It's hard, hard to find dumbbells. And especially, I refuse, especially the weight that you pushing. Yeah, I refuse to buy 10-pound dumbbells for $90. Like, you bugging. Mm. The, the, the dumbbell, I got the 10-pounder, which was mainly for my clients. Right now, I've been training a lot of women. So, you know, I try to get weights around the range that they can handle. Well, I say some women can handle. I get, I'm dealing with a lot of beginners right now. Mm. Some that was athletes that used to be athletes. Yeah, and still, I still get weights around what what they can handle. Mm. And like I said, that ten pound I got for eight dollars. So if you think about it, or nine dollars with tax, right? Think about it, that's eighteen dollars for two dumbbells. I'm not spending ninety. Mm. So I'll find ways to improvise. I bought medicine ball. I bought a stability ball. I bought small bands. I bought the long bands. And made it work. Mm. Made it happen. Even with my clients, I make it work. And that's what personal trainers do. And, and I don't think I've ever shared with you this story. So around the time when I was around 27, 28, and you'll probably remember this. You remember when the Carter 3 came out and yeah. gas was like $5 a, <laughs> yeah. a gallon? Everything yeah. was like falling in the sky. I remember I, I just moved recently back from Arizona and I couldn't find a job. And my room, I was living with my best friends in the whole wide world. I was sleeping on this futon on the Upper East Side, could not find a job. Right, the economy right. was all messed up. And I remember he was like, yo, why don't you just uh, apply to New York Sports Club over there in the corner? I said, all right. So I do that. And I remember I would get the graveyard shift, 5 a.m. to 11, wiping down <laughs> treadmills and all that. But what's crazy is that when you start immersing yourself in the gym, you start seeing people like on a cheat day, they eat an extra bed of lettuce. No. And you're just like, yo, I need <laughs> to get this. So I remember through working there, I got the opportunity to be NASM certified. And, you know, I'm trying to work towards that. And we talked about that off yeah. air. What was the moment that made you start going like, you know what, I, I should have get a real go with this personal training thing and then ultimately get NASM certified? Well, to be honest with you, when we spoke in our first interview, I mentioned that I had plans on becoming a personal trainer. And I knew 2020 I was going to do that. Mm. It was like, when I put my mind to something, I'm going to make it happen. Regardless, if I don't, I'm going to keep going. You right. know what I mean? That's just the kind of individual I am. I want to say, I want to say around January, I had an idea. I said, you know what, after the, after the basketball season's over... I'm going to jump right into it. I'm going to jump right into it. Right after the basketball season was over, I just started looking, looking into it. Called up and made it happen that same day. Mm. But um, I always had an idea. My, my goal for 2020 in the beginning was to basically become a personal trainer, take the courses, 
and for referee, start going to these college camps. And the first camp I wanted to go to was the one um can't even think of it right now. Next Kits. step. Oh, no, okay, Kits. the one in Pittsburgh. The one right. in Pittsburgh, and I had that planned out. Call out, talking to Dre Poole about it. He was going to ride up to Pittsburgh with me. He was going to do his own thing, but I mean, I had everything mapped out. College camps and become a personal trainer. I got one out of two so far, so. And you know the COVID shut me down for the college camps. It's like 2019 all over again. I want to progress, but you know, patience is a virtue, so. Yeah, I mean, listen, that wasn't anything that you and I could control. I know yeah. that I was going through a slew of camps, and we've talked about this before. We've diverged. What's it going to take for me to get you on the girl's side, man? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. And the reason why I say that is because... I did I did think about it. I definitely did think about it. A couple people came to me, oh, you should jump on the girl side. It's just that I didn't at the point realize how fast I was going to be moving up on the boy side. Mm-hmm. And I moved up pretty fast. And when I did move up, it's like, you know what, let me fall back. Let me just focus on the boys. Because maybe I could take it a little further. If I just focus on that instead of trying to learn new mechanics with the girls, I always thought would I eventually do it? Maybe. I don't see why not. I see how far you got. Mm. <laughs> As of right now, I don't think I'm going to pursue it. But maybe in the future, if there's a standstill on the boys' side, maybe I'll try to adapt and go to the girl's side and make it happen. Yeah, but, listen, you got to get in where you fit in. Yeah. If that's how you feel comfortable, then then I'm not, I'm just going to keep nudging I, you, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure a couple people are. Yeah, I'm going to keep nudging <laughs> you that way. You know, this summer specifically, and you were talking about just staying connected with refereeing, you blew the whistle a couple of times, you probably yeah. look in the mirror, and of course, you've still been working out. Yeah. Did you attend any of these virtual camps, any of these Zoom meetings that's been going on, or not really? Nah, not really. Not really, to be honest, not really. Matter of fact, I think I did one when it first started. And with that, I think I was getting my Zoom together for actually training. Mm. As a matter of fact, I wasn't even certified yet. I was just getting all that stuff together just in case. Right. Yeah, I might. I think I caught one, and I can't even tell you to be honest. Mm. As far as as far as blowing the whistle, I was out there blowing the whistle for a little bit. Nothing crazy. Just trying to just trying to keep my mechanics sharp. And then, like I said, when I got when I got real deep into the course of personal training, I, I definitely put the whistle in the in the bag and left it there. Mm. <laughs> As far as getting my head in the book, not as much as I was until my course was over. And w- once my course was over, that's when I really started. So I say towards the end of May is when I started opening the book again. Mm. And then when I took my test, June 12th, I took my personal training. I passed it on the first go-round. I was locked in. Mm. The whole pandemic, from March to May, I was locked in. Mm. Every morning, I was up. I basically made it like a job for me. I get up. Six o'clock, seven o'clock. I'm eating and studying until twelve o'clock. You know, I was giving my fiance a little headache with it and everything like that, but it, she understood. Mm. So it is what it is. My past. Now I could focus back on reffing, getting my head in the book. But you know, like like we said earlier, it's not the same as getting out there. 
Mm. I could read, I could read, but I need to apply. Speaking of getting out there, if you had a prediction, uh, first of all, when do you think all of this madness is going to end? And when do you think we're going to be back on the court? That's a good question. When will the madness end? I just like asking it, this question because there's it, so it, many it, varying degrees. Oh, of yeah. It, it, it depends on the people. You know what I mean? It depends on us, basically. If everyone following the right protocols, wearing your mask when you're supposed to wear it, yeah. washing your hands and stuff like that. They talking the second wave. That's not my thought. I, I don't think about the second wave. Like, oh, it's going to be a second wave when it get cold. I, I don't know about that. Uh, it's... I'm optimistic with things. I feel like it probably won't be a second wave. I'm not going to jump on that bandwagon when a second wave comes. No. You're going to make it work if there is, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm a little bit more prepared now. Yeah. As far as the season starts, I'm hearing rumbles around, and I'm here in January. To be honest, I think that's reasonable. Do I wanted to start a little earlier? Of course, me. Yeah, I do. I want a ref yesterday, man. <laughs> I wanted to start a little earlier, yeah. but the way things are going and what I'm hearing, I'm hearing January, I'm hearing December, I'm hearing January again. So I just think it's going to be around that time. If they talking about just straight league games, then we starting in January. Mm. So. Yeah, and I, I hope that we have some semblance of getting on the court sometime because, right. I mean, I just we need to just get back on the court. Final question I wanted to ask you, out of all this craziness and this uncertainty and all the things that you've accomplished and improvised during the coronavirus pandemic, what do you think you learned about yourself? It's not that I really, it's not that I really learned I didn't know already. It was just if that moment happened where I got to apply certain things, is mentally would I be in it? I always knew I was mentally strong, but this was a test, and it wasn't an issue for me. So learning that I'm mentally strong, I knew I was. It's just I just needed to be tested to see. I just knew different circumstances I've been in and different situations I've been in. My mental toughness was tested a few times, but with this, it's no different. Mm. No different at all. Mm. Like I say, you just got to improvise. You got to find ways to make things work. You can't just sit still and just wait. Wait on anyone or make things happen. Get your, get yourself out there and, and keep yourself busy. Find something. You know what I mean? So that's what I did. I found, I found a certain area I want to be in, and that was being a personal trainer. I took advantage of that. When I became certified, I knew all the gyms were closed, so I didn't bother trying to get into any gyms, obviously, because sending my resume out there wouldn't have made a difference. Mm. So I knew once I get my clients, we take it to the park, take it to the tracks. And if I got to travel like I've been doing, then I do it. Make, it, make it work. Do you think that this out, you like this outdoor stuff more than the indoor? You still prefer the way it's knocking? I like to do both. Mm. So regardless of the pandemic, summertime, I would have been still doing park. I still would have been doing the gym. So, yeah, it, it really don't make a difference to me. I needed the gyms to hurry up and open, though. Mm. 
it really didn't make a difference. As far as my clients, a lot of clients I do have, they prefer the outdoors. So right now this is working for me. And I prefer a lot of them to be outdoors, especially those that's focusing on their weight, want to lose weight. I don't have to rely on the treadmill. I can actually have them move their own body weight on the outdoors, pick their knees up and get them running outside. So as of right now, yeah, but right now I'm planning on what to do when it gets cold. That's happening. (laughs) I have a few upcoming clients. You know, I have a 12-week program that I follow. Think about it, the 12-week program, if I get people now, it's ending in December. Mm. So right now I'm just trying to figure out what I'm going to do. And like I said, I'm going to make it happen. I don't know what I'm going to do. The plan is not laid out yet. Uh, I've been I've been doing some brainstorming trying to figure out what I'm gonna do. Yeah, well, so. if I know one thing about you, I know you're gonna make it work. Oh, definitely. And I know one thing that you learned about is something that you already knew and can confirm. You always have been war ready. War ready, <laughs> baby. War hey, ready. Anyone wanted to have any uh, information on how they can contact you as a personal trainer? How could they find more info? You could find me if you have Instagram war dot ready, which is R E D D Y underscore fitness so war underscore ready fitness remember r-e-d-d-y you can also find me if you have me on facebook already you can find my facebook page my fitness page on um, war ready fitness no underscore it's just straight war ready fitness r-e-d-d-y i'm gonna keep stressing that any other information you can find me through email b dot Redford, my last name, B.R.E.D.F.O.R.D. 23 at gmail.com. I don't want to broadcast my phone number. <laughs> I don't want to broadcast the phone number. No mailing um, address? No, nah, I think you gave enough, man. Yeah, man, yo. Uh, keep doing your thing, man. We all, we all, all proud of you, man. man I we, appreciate you. You're always an inspiration, man. You make me want to stop eating ice cream and, and get up there. Listen, ice cream ain't bad, man. <laughs> I don't knock those that's eating ice cream, man. Keep on eating ice cream. Just keep it to a minimum. That's I, what I tell people. I don't change people's eating habits. I thank you, man. Any final words you want to say before we uh, do this, this little photo shoot? <laughs> yeah, man. I just want everyone to stay safe. Tune in. I mean, support referee rent. My man Ralph doing this thing. I mean, anyone that got a movement that you know, support them, follow them. If you got a movement, I mean, I know you. I'm definitely going to support you. Hopefully, we could get out there, those refs that's listening. Hopefully, we could get out there soon, sooner than later. And once again, on Instagram, man, follow me. My, my fitness page is war underscore ready, R-E-D-D-Y underscore fitness. You know anyone? That's looking for a personal trainer hit me I get the results that you need trust me I get you the results that you need that's a that's a wholehearted fact and once you that's see this fact, once man. you see this man's 32 pack uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll go you'll think that anything is possible but for my man war ready Blake Redford appreciate it it's Ralph the ref this is the ramp we are signing out peace <laughs>